Good afternoon, my friends out there in Radio Land. So glad you're joining us today for Local Matters. I have with me today Miss Nancy Knowlton. Hi, Nancy. Hey, Judy. How Good are to be you? with you. Thanks. I'm glad you're here. Now, uh, your name may be well known in the Upper Cumberland as the Executive Director of the Crisis Pregnancy Center okay, now, Clinic. It's now, now called. Let me, yeah, let yeah. me correct you right off Please the bat. Please do. Because I, I sometimes still say Crisis Pregnancy Center because we've been around for 30 years. But in 2006, when we converted to the medical model, mm-hmm. um, we changed our name to Cookville Pregnancy Clinic, Clinic. because it, it better um, reflected our true nature. So I'm sure. glad, actually, you said that so that people can connect, you know, that the mm-hmm. Crisis Pregnancy Center that started back in 1988 is still – Cookville Pregnancy Clinic is who we are today. From just had a slight uh, change in a word. Just still CPC. That's right. kept kept those initials, kept those and initials. that was a good thing. Yeah. All right. I know you went to school at Tennessee Technological University, and I know why you know that. <laughs> yes, I know you do. You want to tell my teacher? Right. Yes, I was. <laughs> I taught you public speaking, and boy, I must have done a great job because you really you're wonderful. Oh well, I tell you, you are an excellent teacher. And not only did you have an influence in my life as far as my public speaking, but you also had an influence in my life as far as my dramatic um, uh, outreach. You know, I, I yes. portray Mary Mother of Jesus and Mary Magdalene. I've done that since 1989. Wrote your own scripts and performed them. Because I watched all. you do <laughs> Women at the Well. Oh, yeah. That was something I did many years you ago. You sure did. But, Nancy, you came to school from... Athens? Athens, Tennessee. That's where I grew up, McMinn County High School. What made you want to come to Tennessee Tech? Well, actually, my sister, Becky, came to Tech. Her um, her husband, Robert, also was a Tech student. My brother briefly came to Tech, and so it was just part of our family. Um, Tennessee Wesleyan is the university there in Athens. Right. It's a private uh, college. And, of course, finances, you needed to go to a, a state university, sure. and so tech was the natural choice. Okay. And you just family. decided to stay. I did. I uh, I came in 76 mm-hmm. and just stayed. And, um, well, I'm glad you did, Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> Got a degree in education, actually, secondary education, social sciences, taught briefly mm-hmm. um, as a substitute. I never, I couldn't get a job initially. Um I just tried really hard to get a job teaching and and couldn't get one. So I was a substitute teacher for a couple of years. And uh, uh, we uh, owned a uh, my husband and I at the time owned a jewelry store. And I remember that well. Called Gold on Shop Broad on Broad Street. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, it was interesting because um, I was the front person. And he did all the jewelry repair and everything, and I was the one that talked to the public, you know, in the, sure. up front. You taught me how to speak well even Every, then. taught you everything <laughs> you know, didn't I, Nancy? <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, the advertising people would come in to sell us advertising from radio stations. Sure. And uh, Jeff Jacoby, do you remember Jeff Jacoby? Oh, my goodness. that was I do remember the name. but He I was can't. an advertising rep for one of the radio stations. Yes. And he came in, and um, he was getting a job with a radio station in Knoxville. And um, so I knew there was going to be an opening at that radio station in their Mm -hmm. advertising sales department. And I thought, I could do that. 
And uh, my husband at the time told me to go get a job that made real money instead of working for us. Oh, yep. Okay. <laughs> so I went out and, and I, I went to that radio station. I said, you need to give me a job. That was long before this radio station existed. It didn't exist. There was basically one radio station in town. And uh, I sold advertising there for 13 years before I do what I do now. So, yeah. I remember all of that. And I remember during that time, you were talking about your uh, Mary Magdalene mm-hmm. and um, your other script that you have written, yes. The Mother of Jesus. I believe uh-huh. it is Mary, the Mother of Jesus. That was the first one I did. What, right. Whatever prompted you to do that? You, actually. Um, uh, I, I told you. That that you you have a impact. I don't know that I ever told you that, but I was well, in a no, Sunday. You didn't, but I was thank in you. theater. Um, I was in theater throughout high school. I loved yes. theater. And you like that applause, didn't you, Nancy? Well, I I well, don't. Well, I did. Well, so. I don't know if it was the applause as much as actually doing it, getting to be these different characters, and um, I just loved it. And and then you know after I got married and had babies. And I did some community theater when I was in college. I was a she tech did. player. Mm-hmm. And I, it's so funny because I went to a show at uh, the tech player uh, backdoor playhouse mm-hmm. and went into one of the rooms. And there I am on the wall. It cracked me up. I didn't as, even, as a character in a production. As a character in a yes. production. I was there up on the wall. So I loved that. And uh, but then as a as a young mom with these two girls, I went through a divorce, and, and so I was a single mom with these two young girls, mm-hmm. and I knew I couldn't do theater anymore. It just seemed like it was just, at that time, just too difficult, you know, working full-time, having, you know, these two young girls, and I didn't think I could do theater. So, but I saw you in a Sunday school class, and... Um, uh, we were in the same Sunday school class, and I had seen Judy do Woman at the Well, and I thought, man, I could do that. I, I wouldn't have to have rehearsal times, and <laughs> that could be something I did. And so I wrote uh, Mary, Mother of Jesus, and, and have taken it literally all over the world. Yes. I can, isn't that the coolest thing to say? That Little old girl from Athens, Tennessee, has yeah. been all over the world portraying I mean, the mother of Jesus. I Pretty did. Cool, I went to Turkey to a women's conference in Turkey once. It was crazy. And so I did it in, in English. It mm-hmm. got interpreted in Russian, which the, that just seemed to be the more common language of the women that were there. So English, Russian, and then Turkish. So I'd say a line. And have to pause while it got interpreted in all those other languages. That would be difficult. It was hard. Yeah, really. You know, because it kind of invades your train of thought, I would think. Oh, it was. But, you know, it worked. It worked. It was was great. great. So good. I would hope you had a a dramatic interpreter. Actually, it was funny because when I first met her, Mm -hmm. she goes, would you keep talking, please? (laughs) And I went. I'm Nancy Knowlton from Cookville, Tennessee, <laughs> and she didn't understand Southern English. Oh, bless So she her. had to hang out with me for a little while. I bet she did. Because she was so nervous because she had to interpret for me the whole conference. And I, I wasn't just doing Mary. I, I did a lot of other things mm-hmm. that she was having to interpret. Bless you, Nancy. That's oh, my word. She, bless you. But she finally got used to Southern English, and, yeah. and we did well together. That's good. That's a, that's a great story. I didn't know that. Never heard that from I you. I don't know that I've ever told it. Well, you have now. I hope uh, you're out yeah. there listening to, to Nancy uh, Knowlton today. Uh, Nancy, let's. Uh, I, I knew your sweet little mama, and oh, uh, she, she, uh, um, she had a heart of gold. 
And I didn't know her till she much later in her life, not long before she ended up in a wheelchair. Yes. Uh, but I know I would see you, and you were such a good daughter. You had her everywhere. Everywhere Nancy went, Mama went, and I thought, you know, that is such a special thing. Oh, I loved my mama. I know you did. And, and the older you get, the more like mama you're looking. Oh, well, thank you. All right. But we, my mama, let me let me tell you something. Okay. My mama also, her sense of humor, Judy, my mama was so funny. And, you know, she she fell. She lived with me for 10 years. She fell out of the bed one time. And, and my mama, I loved my mama. She would, um, if she needed anything, she'd go, woo <laughs> and so then I'd come, and she'd go, woo-hoo. Well, as time went on, bless her heart, she would fall from time to time. Bless and so her. she fell and went, woo-hoo, I'm on the floor. <laughs> and so I'd go in and help her get up, you know. And and then this one 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 uh, sad time, I heard this crash. It was in the mm. middle of the night, heard a crash, and I didn't hear a woo-hoo. Oh, oh. So I knew something was up. And and. Walked in the room, and she had fallen out of the bed. And, and at, I didn't know it at the time, but she had broken her neck. Oh, my But word. something inside of me said, don't move her. And, and she was unconscious. And then when she woke up, I said, Mom, don't move. The ambulance is on the way. I don't want you to move. And this is her sense of humor. So she's laying flat with her face in the carpet, and I'm not letting her move. And she goes, well, at <laughs> least Jenny vacuumed the carpet yesterday. <laughs> I mean, here Excuse she's me. laying there with a broken neck and cracks a joke. And I that's mean, that was her. That was though. my mama. She's yeah. always smiling, had a smile on her face. But now we've got you into theater, but I know yes, you're ma'am. a vocalist, too. A very lovely voice oh, you have. I used to love to sing. You know, I just hardly you ever sing to? anymore. Well, I mean, I sing listen. at church. And All right. So you're a, uh, an actress, a vocalist, an executive director, a mother, a daughter. Well, a lot of us can say those are our titles, but we all have so many titles. Oh, in you the world. left out one of the most important grandmother, t- grandma. <laughs> I know you have some precious grandchildren. Five, I know five yes. grandchildren from the two daughters. That's pretty yes. cool. Five grandbabies from nineteen to eight months. Now, your daughter Oriana, yes, love that name. Where'd that come from? Her daddy. Her daddy no did it kidding. to her. It was so funny. I didn't like it at first. And if she was a boy, I got to name her. And if she was a girl, he got to name her. So she comes out a girl. And so he names her Oriana. And Is that I didn't, a family name? No, no he saw, saw it when he was, he used to, uh, he used to shoot skeet and trap. He, mm-hmm. he tra- actually, he's very good at it. He was an alternate for the Olympics. No so kidding. he was, yes, he was, he was very good at it. And he was at a, uh, um, he was at a training in California, and he sees this Lamborghini sports car, and on the side of it is Oriana. So she's actually, it's not a family name. She's named after a sports, sports car. car. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny. After she was born, he put her name up um, in, you know, how in a hospital room you have those trays. Oh, yeah. And so there was her name, and I did not like it. I didn't like it. I said they're going to call her Oreo Cookie her whole life. Mm-mm. And so that night I just prayed, and I said, Lord, please help me either love this name or give him enough courage, give me enough courage to tell him we're not naming her that. <laughs> and I want you to know the next morning I woke up and I loved, loved Love the name. Her it's name. so unusual. She's the only Oriana I've ever heard of. And it's just, it's when awesome. she was in college, I know she played sports and they he high school, her o. all the way, called her O, Big O. Yep, Big O. Um, <laughs> they called her Big O because she was a catcher. She wasn't all, I mean, all that big, but they, you know, she, 
uh, Sam Brooks, who who was one of the uh, one Host? of your hosts That's of this right. very show, was her coach for all those years. Played all right. the way through college till she blew out her shoulder. Talking today with Nancy Knowlton. We're going to take a little break here, and we'll be back here in just a second. We're back talking this afternoon with Nancy Knowlton. What a lady! In the break, we a little bit was said. Nancy said, "Am I talking about Jesus too much?" <laughs> and uh, no, you're not, Nancy. That's who you are. Your faith is who is. you are. And uh, I, I suspect that uh, when the Crisis Pregnancy Center Clinic now Crisis Pregnancy Clinic was started, it was started by a group of, of churches, yes, non denominational churches, and mm-hmm. there was one that kind of led the way. I yes. know. Uh, First Baptist, First Baptist in Cookville, but other churches began to recognize the need for young women, middle-aged, older women, anybody that had a a pregnancy that was unexpected or uh, whatever. They needed help. They needed guidance in whatever way uh, that was needed. And um, so how really, I don't know the story of how you ended up at the Crisis Pregnancy Clinic. Yeah, and Cookville Pregnancy Clinic, I'm going to tell that again. Okay, in, Cookville, in Pregnancy. Cookville Pregnancy okay. Clinic. But um, Crisis Pregnancy Center began in 1988, as you said, under the wings of First Baptist Church. We were, um, Janice Allen was our founding director, and uh, she and a committee of people wanted to do something positive. This was, again, in 88, and uh, it was election year, and you you heard a lot of people talk about abortion, and um, they wanted to take a positive stand. Mm -hmm. What can we do to help women who are experiencing unplanned pregnancies? And at first, they thought about uh, uh, starting a maternity home. And uh, as they researched, and uh, they they felt that uh, the greater need was a pregnancy center. And so that's where the Crisis Pregnancy Center began. And for the first seven years... Of the of the center, uh, total volunteer staff. Because see, that's that's why you can never say, "I'm talking too much about Jesus." He's he's your Lord. You believe in oh, him, I mean, and we're not going to go religious on you now, folks out there in Radio of Land. Not. But you can't deny your faith, and you can't Mm-mm. deny how it guides you through life. And we're not talking about denominations here. Oh, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking Absolutely about your faith not. And, in a higher being. You know, like I told you, I was in that Sunday school class where you were a part of the Sunday school class there at First Baptist. Right. But I was sitting there in the pew, and they're talking about it, and I became uncomfortable. Because in my past, I had had two unplanned pregnancies. I had had um, two crisis pregnancies. Um, I had had no support, and mm. I was in that pew feeling very uncomfortable when they talked about abortion or when they talked about even starting the center. But, you know, God began to stir in my heart that I could do something. I could help other people, and they wouldn't have to be like I was, feeling uncomfortable because, see, I hadn't received any real healing at that time from my previous abortion experiences. Mm -hmm. I had not received any. But I'm sitting there listening to them starting the Crisis Pregnancy Center, and I feel the Lord stir in my heart saying, you you need to be a part of this. And so in my brain, I thought, well, I could sure handle the advertising because that's (laughs) what I did for a living. And so Janice took me to lunch, and and I said, now, I'll never counsel because I I had never told anyone about my abortion experiences. And Janice was one of the first people I had told. Many of us who have had abortions in our past don't talk about it. 
And no, it's you struggle with it. Oh, yeah. And we don't talk about it. And that's one of the beautiful things about what we do at the Cookville Pregnancy Clinic is we have a post-abortion outreach to women just like myself. It's called Deeper Steel Cookville and where you can openly talk about it and, and receive healing and, and go forward. So I'm sitting there listening to them talk about starting the Crisis Pregnancy Center. I go to lunch with Janice. I tell her, one of the first people I'd ever told, and uh, she said, of course you can handle the advertising, but why don't you go through our volunteer training just so you can learn more about it mm-hmm. and uh, what we do. So I went through the volunteer training. Obviously, I handled the advertising. I received healing from my previous abortion experiences there at the Crisis Pregnancy Center. And then I became a volunteer and started sitting. As I, I said, I can't ever cancel. This is what I kept telling myself, but I can at least be a receptionist. So every Wednesday afternoon, I was a receptionist in my advertising and schedule. still working at the radio station. Still working point. at the radio station. And then eventually she kicked me in the counseling room. And I'll never forget the first time I was able to, to help a, a young woman who felt all alone, uh, she that individual, she happened to be married and her husband told her she didn't get an abortion. He was going to kick her out. Oh, dear. and she felt so pressured. And I was able to just love her and help her. And and she made a decision to carry the baby to term. He did leave her at first. And then he came back and apologized. And I got to be there at the hospital and hold that little baby in my arms. And I thought, wow, here, I'm going to get spiritual one more time. But there's a scripture that says that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him. And are called according to his purpose. And then when I held that little baby in my arms and when that mom hugged my neck, I knew that um, he'd turned my previous decisions into good. And then eventually, (laughs) not only did I counsel more, then I uh, became the director in 1995. Became the executive director? Yes, in 1995. I was still selling advertising. I was a part-time job. I was the first paid staff that we had. And um, How many paid staff members now? Now, I'm still the only full-time. Okay. And then we have 14 because we have 14 (laughs) part-timers because now we even have our mobile unit that goes to the surrounding counties. Absolutely. So we have RNs on staff. We have a PA, we have a RDMS, we have... Oops, what's uh, an RDMS? Uh, that's an ultrasound. Uh, she's Special. a trainer okay. of right. people and uh, who do ultrasound. Okay. And, and um, you know, we operate under uh, Dr. Daryl Richards is our medical director. Dr. Christopher Nam is our supervising OB. Um, so we, I'm telling you, we have grown oh. so much and over these past new, 30 years. And you're getting a new home. We are. I'm uh, so on Cedar Street, right? We, no, 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 it is at it's, the corner of 7th and Dixie. Dixie, yes, yes. So exciting. It when is, will you be moving in? Well, actually, we're moving March 24th, and our doors will open on April the 2nd. Not, it is coming not, to pass. It is. It is it so is. exciting. Talk about generosity of Cookville. Oh, my goodness. We are moving in to this beautiful facility we've rented at our current location for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And now we're moving into this beautiful How many? facility. Uh, children have been saved. Ooh, I tell you, know Judy, exact I, I, can't, I can't give you that figure. I okay. can tell you that we have had close to 50,000 client visits since our center opened the doors in 1988. Obviously a need here. Definitely a need. In the Upper Cumberland, you get... You get oh, young yes. women and middle-aged women, women of childbearing age Our from youngest all over. client was 11. She had a negative pregnancy test. It was a very sad situation. That, of course, you know, they're, they're government uh, authorities that you have to call in sure. certain situations such exactly. as that. But our mm-hmm. youngest, it was a negative pregnancy test. Our youngest positive test was 12. 
She was 13 by the time the baby was born. And our oldest client, bless her, was in her 50s. Bless her is right. Um, she was quite surprised, <laughs> but she was also ex- she was she was very excited, and uh, so we we you know and then we've seen everybody from eleven to fifty three, I believe it was. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, obviously a need here in the Upper Cumberland that that the crisis uh, Cookville Cookville Pregnancy, Pregnancy Clinic Clinic mm-hmm. is meeting and will continue to meet. Of course, in today's world, there are going to be people that don't think there is a need uh, that it's the woman's right to oh, choose and, and, and do and whatever and that's another thing that i think is so important is because we help women look at all their options in other words so many women feel pressured that, right. that they don't have a choice right and i have said this so many times that because we're there they they can see they truly do have choices so you present to them uh alternatives absolutely to uh, Help them make a decision for what is going to be an best. An educated woman is one who can make an educated decision. decision. And because like we're there, she becomes educated about all of her options. She doesn't react out of fear or ignorance. She is educated and loved. And I think that's, to me, nobody needs to be alone in an unplanned pregnancy. And because we're there, they don't have to be. Well, let me ask you this. Do fathers get involved if if the mother of their child comes to you absolutely just not enough uh-huh. i did a forum recently on tech campus mm-hmm. uh they, it was called exhale voices uh they wanted to to kind of tear down the uh, veil behind abortion and they wanted some of the women who've experienced it to mm-hmm. just talk mm-hmm. about their experience. Right. So we did that, and it was interesting. There were four of us on this panel, and of all four of us, I thought it was so interesting that I had said if either of the fathers of my pregnancies at that time, if either of them had said, you can do this, you can do, we can do this together, if mm-hmm. either one of them had said that, I would have made a decision of, of life. I know that. And it's just interesting. The father of the baby is so important. And so that's in our new facility. That's one of the, of course, we, we focus on it now where we currently are, um, loving on these daddies, too. Uh, uh, yeah, because you've got oh, the yeah. woman. I mean, that's natural, you would think. Oh, well, yes. She's the one that needs all the support. Oh, he no, does, not, too. Yes. We have a parent education program that, okay. that uh, men participate in as well. Okay. And so it's really cool that in the new facility, it's it's we're even going to go a step above. It's called Thrive, and we will have men mentoring these men. We'll have men coming in. Oh, Nancy, that's, uh, that's oh, great. We're, we're pumped about it, and mm-hmm. uh, we, you know we do that now, but it's just going to get you know a, a step above. Uh, we invested quite a bit into this new program that we're going to be having. That's great, and uh, yeah, we're real excited. Sometimes we have a tendency, I think, to minister to, uh, in any situation, to the woman. We're the supposed to be the fairer too. sex, in other words. You know, yeah. we're the ones that are so emotional. And, and you know, we that, talked but. about our post-abortion support with Deeper Steel Cookville. Right. Uh, we're about to have a healing retreat that will be in April. And men come to that as well. It's not okay. just for women. Mm-hmm. Because men have been affected, too. And so we have men who are ministering to the men and women who are ministering to the women at these healing retreats. It's awesome. 
Nancy Knowlton, I'm real honored that you would be here today. I know you've been on a well-known national program with uh-huh. Dr. James Dobson. I knew that. See? Oh, it was and now so you're cool. on Local Matters right here in little old Cookville, Tennessee. I'll tell you a story about do. that, too, when we have time. Okay, because I need all the stories <laughs> I can get. Nancy Knowlton, Executive Director of the Cookville Pregnancy, Pregnancy Clinic. Clinic. Got Woo-hoo. it, Nancy. Okay, thank you. Have a great rest My of the pleasure. day, folks. Bye-bye.